Welcome to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and this week we have a very special episode. It's Bigfoot Sightings number two, in which we briefly catch up with uh, some of our past guests. And here to introduce said guest is my lovely wife, Lindsay Ward. Hello. Hi. Okay. Can I uh, get my warm-up? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do your vocal warm-ups, please. The human torch was denied a bank loan. Wow. Just beautiful voice. The Beautif- arsonist has oddly shaped feet. <laughs> All right. Well, there's her Trying wonderful voice. Um, today on the, ep- on the podcast, we're bringing back Travis Steffen to start off. And then uh, we're catching up with Jason Suddeth, who we talked to on the last Bigfoot sightings about training for his 50K. Um, and then finally, we'll wrap it up with guest number one on the podcast, number one in my heart, <laughs> Brady Manriquez. Uh, so, yeah, let's get into it, Lens. Um, Travis Steffen, first one. The Travis Steffen. We've already heard about his famous... Morning routine. Uh-huh. What did we hear about in this one, Chris? Well, so uh, last episode, if you missed some, go back and listen. Travis has been on the podcast a couple times. He definitely went on a couple of rants. <laughs> he gets more done in the first hour of his life than we all do in our day. Of course. So you can check that out, see his morning routine. And then last time he was on, we were talking about Monument Valley, where he became a verb. Yeah, he Travis Steffened. Yeah, we, we now claim when you don't train for a race. And you just power through it. That's called the Travis Steffen from here on. So definitely listen to that if you missed that. Um, what do you think about Travis Lens? That's a very <laughs> open-ended question. Well, you went to you went to. I've known Travis longer than you have. I think yeah. we met when we were four. He. Oh, He's indescribable. I think of a good adjective. He's unique in a good way. Like there is no one else like even close to him where you could be like you know who that person reminds me of travis stefan i've never thought of that about somebody because there's only there's only one there really is i try to used to be oh god he's just he's just the one and only like he used to be so nerdy and he just owned it and i feel bad because i made fun of him in elementary school didn't he bring a board in to show and tell and try to break it in half oh yeah was he able to i don't remember what (laughs) I, I think so because it's like that like flimsy like cardboard stuff that they give kids to make them feel confident <laughs> hey travis <laughs> good job you broke a flimsy cardboard no but we have the picture of him on our fridge that he gave me in seventh grade that says love you toots <laughs> so that, i mean if that doesn't describe him as an old soul i don't know what it does yeah well and you know what's funny is going from second grade elementary school travis and working his way into Honestly and truly one of the most successful people we know. And, you know, I'm so proud of that. I get to call him my, one of my best friends. And what he's going to supply to you, who's out there listening to the podcast today, is a couple of things. He talks about um, a new diet he's on in which, in his words, he's become shredded. <laughs> <laughs> the diet. Oh, no, I'll, I will listen. Yeah. As uh, you should too. And then I'm not going to spoiler alert, but he's starting to work off of a new equation for his life. And I really, really loved it. So, yeah, um, I guess let's get right into it. Here we go with the first part of Bigfoot sightings. Like I said, we'll have two more guests after Travis. So stay tuned for those. But uh, the first part, Travis Steffen, as he walks through the mean streets of San Francisco. <laughs> 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to call this segment 20 Minute Travis. (laughs) (laughs) Here I am. You're here, man. It's been a while. Not really since we've talked, but since we've had you on the podcast. That's true. We talk like several times a week. We do. (laughs) But but, uh, excuse, excuse the wind or the homeless people screaming. If anyone on the podcast hears that, I'm walking down the mean streets of San Francisco. Nice, man. Well, hey, I always say, and I texted this to you, like, my excuse is this is an outdoors podcast. So, you know, hey. yeah, poor audio quality from being outside is goes with the game. <laughs> you look like you have, like, dreads right now, by the way. I was waiting you for you like to comment on the hat. I don't know. There's probably a name for this kind of hat. It's like a cold winter hat where it looks like you have pigtails. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like I imagine that they're for tying them underneath your shin, but I don't, I've never seen anybody actually do that. You know, I think I'm going to start that style. <laughs> <laughs> what is this hat uh, called though? Like there's probably people who know the answer to that, right? I, you know what? I don't know a whole lot about hats, which is weird because for years I had like 50 of them hanging from my walls. That was your decoration um, in your apartment. Yeah. Because like, I think I helped Sean Furlong move at one point and, he paid me in hats. <laughs> so that was uh that's a true story. <laughs> awesome man. Well hey, what uh you know what I guess we can start with the Travis Stefan book club. So like what have you been reading lately? Oh. Um what am I reading lately? I I'm reading um uh, so I've been really like deep down the rabbit hole of reading about space elevators. So I'm on like my fourth space elevator book. Uh, like the the space elevator books I'm reading, though, aren't really books. They're like like manuscripts. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're basically like bound research papers, like collections of research papers that are like bound together, sometimes in book bindings and sometimes in just like three ring binders, like kind of ghetto style. Yeah. Um, so I just got done with probably like my third or fourth one of those let me ask you uh, this real quick how do you handle yeah. reading really technical scientific papers because like how do you handle reading those things those books or articles where it takes you it at least for me it takes me like three minutes to read at one sentence to be like what are they saying right. yeah how do you handle that well i just don't like the stuff that i don't understand at a glance i just don't try to understand and i just keep going okay so I just, just like, power highlight, through <laughs> highlight like i highlight the things that are important because like I'm, I'm always reading it with a highlighter uh and like i'll highlight the important points um and then i'll just like continue it like go because there's like a whole lot of equations and physics and uh, things where i'm just like i don't need to know this right now like i don't need to read this and understand the physics right now yeah if i ever get into the space elevator business like i would like to someday in my life um, i can look at this book again and see the equation or you know look things up that i don't understand at the moment but right now i want to build like a foundational knowledge gotcha so that's what i've been doing there and then let's see i re i just reread lean customer development um which is good it's about um customer interviews to lead the product adoption and, and like hypothesis validation or invalidation. So what does that mean? Like qual- Can you kind qual- of explain like that? 
yeah so it's like qualitative data collection so basically like people start companies most of the time because they have an idea or like they had a problem and that's like the worst way to do it because you're gambling uh, and the way that you should do it that's not gambling is you should go talk to customers, like lots of customers. And you should do it in a way where you're like a lawyer. You're not leading the witness, so to speak. Uh, but you're also good doing it like through the mindset of the customer doesn't really necessarily know what they want. Like Henry Ford, for example, always went on record saying if I asked the customer what they wanted, they would have said fast and horses. So what what customer development would have done if if you would have like gone through and asked the correct battery of questions to the customer segment then they'd have been like what do you want faster horses well why do you want faster horses to get where i'm going faster and so gotcha what they actually so that's what they what okay yes so so basically like the like the whole point of that whole discussion is to get to what the customer actually like the solution they're actually craving um, like the problem that they're actually having and to create like the best possible solution about it. Um, so I reread that because I'm like um, <clears throat> starting a new project and I'm trying to do it like strictly by the book this time. So I've been kind of a gunslinger in the past and I've just like really shot from the hip and moved really fast. And I'm like, I'm in a position now where I can like be a little bit more patient and by the book with this one. Um, and really be pretty detailed and intricate in like the early infancy stages, which is nice. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Nice I, man. I'm reading. I'm reading a book by Dr. Wayne Dyer, who like recently passed away. R.I.P. Wayne Dyer. Uh, but he's like like a big law of attraction freak, or was freak. He was like a doctor, uh, but <laughs> like like he was like on Oprah and all that kind of stuff. But he was basically like the book that I'm reading right now is like a small collection of quotes by Dr. Wayne Dyer. It's called everyday wisdom. It's really good. Nice. Dude, um, those are the kind of books I like where it's just one page. You can yeah. read it. I mean, without yeah. getting gross, you can read it while you're yep. sitting down somewhere in your house where, yeah. Yeah. I pull, I police myself to, to only read like two pages of that, about a day because it's so quick. When, and it's uh, deep too. Like, so you want to like think about the quotes and whatnot. That's exactly right. Like yeah. you could read all of them, but I'm like, okay, I have it on my list to like read four quotes and like think about each one of them and how they apply and, yeah. and like try to learn. Um, and there's another one that I'm like rereading cause I just didn't feel like I got as much out of it as I wanted to call 59 seconds. I think I might've talked about that. Yeah, you did. You were like halfway through it last time you're on. The, yeah. The podcast. And I, I like, I stopped for a little while cause I got obsessed with some of their books and then I picked it up and I started rereading it because I was like, you know what? There's a lot of actionable insight in this book and I haven't like enacted a lot of it. So like, I'm, and that's kind of like something I'm trying to police in myself lately where a lot of people will learn things but just never do anything with the knowledge. Yeah. But like, but, and, and this kind of equation that I created for myself was like, um, learn plus implement is greater than learn plus learn plus learn plus learn plus learn. Right. Because suddenly uh. that, that first person is actually getting something from what they learn. Even if, they, even if they're learning a lot less, they're, putting it into practice and the 
latter person just like knows a lot of shit but continues to do the thing that they've always done yeah so i've been trying to live by that mantra lately dude i'm writing that down right now <laughs> oh uh hey man so if we had to catch the like a bigfoot audience up on all things travis stefan um we haven't we haven't done the podcast since march so so what's up what's new what's new travis Stefan? crap um i'm on a i'm on a um 30 day elimination diet okay so that's interesting uh which is basically like you cut out basically everything out of your diet except for like um non-factory farm raised uh meats like wild caught seafood and like game yeah and then fresh organic vegetables and fresh organic fruits so that's all is it is it gradual cutting things out like every day you cut something different no you cut everything out at once uh and then you stay with everything out for three weeks okay and then every three days you introduce something new but it's not just fruits and vegetables that like there are certain types of fruits and vegetables that you can't have like you can't have tomatoes or eggplants uh like things like that because they're like classified as nightshades and okay. some people are allergic to nightshades okay so like minorly allergic to nightshades uh, and so i've been pretty strict about it like i would cut i would slip. first of all i would cut out eggplants because they're disgusting but <laughs> <laughs> well so here's here's what i found like i'm good at staying compliant like i'm good at willpower i'm just like really good at it uh but I have inadvertently slipped a couple times, like yeah. I had salsa a couple times. So I'm like, oh fuck, salsa! Like, I actually <laughs> had salsa because it has tomatoes, right? So oh yeah, duh. You don't even think about that. Yeah, I just didn't even put two and two together, even though it's super obvious. Uh, my <laughs> girlfriend was like, "Well, you cheated on the, on the like, <laughs> you broke the, the the elimination diet." I'm like, oh no. But she basically was like, "Well, no, it's okay. Just because I'm I'm already two weeks in of the three. But what I've noticed is like, I'm just shredded. Like, <laughs> I'm just ripped up, man. Like, it it really just yoked me out. Like, I'm, I'm it's uh, like I'm just etched out of stone right now. Like, nice. I've lost a bunch of body fat, which is great. Yeah. Which I wasn't super high in the beginning, but so that was cool. Um, but I've been getting up so ridiculously early since i've been on this this like diet why like why 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 does the diet like i'm so i feel really rested because you never set an alarm right you don't set an alarm well so i have i have like in the last year and a half or so because i've been trying to train myself to get up earlier yeah because i've been wanting to get up earlier and i haven't like i've been getting up around like 5 30 before six like that's cool since i've started this this program or this diet i'm up and ready to rock at like 4 15 nice like i'm up and i'm moving and i'm like no alarm voluntarily up and like starting my daily routine you know it's awesome yeah so so like i i started to learn really quickly like oh man there's something that i've been eating that's making me tired and I would never have known. Like, I didn't think that I was showing any symptoms of anything, you know? Yeah. Well, and I was talking about this recently on the podcast, but it's like, you know, if you're just used to something for so long, even if it is something that's making you sick or wearing you out or making you feel yeah. like just 
without energy. Um, yeah. Until you eliminate, you're like, oh, I, f- I felt like that the whole time. I just thought that's how you're supposed to feel in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I so, hear you. Yeah. Plus, I also am now hearing like, so a lot of people will listen to like music on Spotify. So I found like Eric Thomas, who's like a motivational speaker. They call him like the hip hop preacher, Eric Thomas. Uh-huh. Like, I think I've heard a couple of his stuff. Yeah. And you'll know his voice if you hear it. He's like the, if you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe guy. Yep. So I found his stuff on Spotify. It's just him talking, albums of him talking, <laughs> and like he always talks about how like there he has he goes in this tirade at some point where he's like, um, the difference between Oprah and the guy that's broke is Oprah uses her 24 hours wisely, and like because everyone gets the same 24, and there are obviously like ways you can poke holes in that, but <laughs> basically he started saying like all these people that are phenomenally successful, I found they were all watching like the three o'clock news. What? He's, really? like, I had, I, he's like, I had no idea that news came on that early, but he's like, okay, every year I started to get up. Like I got up at six and the next year during daylight savings time, I started getting up at five and then four. He's like, now I'm getting up at four and it's getting bad. Now. Sometimes I get up at three fifteen, sometimes two forty-five. What? And like, it's <laughs> like, dude, I want that so bad. So, why? So, why? Dude, been, why do you want to get up at two? Up like, well, here's the, like I'm not getting up at two. But I'm for yeah. sure getting up at four fifteen. I do. I get up at four every day, and every day yeah, well, it savage. sucks. Every day it's terrible, though. Dude, no way. It's, <laughs> it's like I'm ready, and I'm doing it. Like I don't have kids. Like I'm doing it because I want to do it, and like yeah. I'm I'm excited about it, and like uh, it's weird, man, because. Oh, Travis just got on a motorcycle and sped away. <laughs> dirt bikes, um, yeah, it's weird because like I, I didn't, I didn't really entertain that as a possibility because it just sounds so ridiculous or unfeasible to think I'm just gonna get up at four fifteen. Like it sounds like torture. You know, I'm gonna wake up at four fifteen and take a cold shower. Right? Who does that? Travis does that. Travis Stefan does that, of course. <laughs> yeah. He's excited about it. <laughs> what time does the does the girlfriend get up? Um, she's been getting up earlier because I get I'm, I've been getting up earlier, and she says that she finds when she gets up earlier she feels better throughout the day. You do, which I do too. I think like honestly um, for me it's more it's it's definitely a physical thing too, but mostly mental where I need to accomplish something before I go to work because yeah. that way it kind of puts work in perspective of like yeah this is important but like this is just a part of the day it's not the most important thing in the whole wide world yeah so. yeah well and the th- like the funny thing is so on that note and there's some sort of siren that's about to come by so apologies no it's alright man um I'm leaving all of this in so people know okay. what the <laughs> mean streets of San Francisco are like yeah. dirt bikes ambulances, ambulances. Um, trolleys, wind trolley coming right now. Dude, I went on the trolley once. Can I tell you this real quick? Yeah. Most terrifying experience of my life. Really? Yeah, because I was on the back. It's super hilly in San Francisco. And I'm on the back watching the guy operate the brake, you know, where he's like pulling it. And for whatever reason it's so dumb but i was like oh my god a human operates this thing i'm like if that guy fell off the trolley right now what would we do <laughs> well the nice part about that is like 
you pretty much already know how to operate a trolley. That's a great point. You That's a good point. Just pull. <laughs> like, you just pull. That's um, a good point. Good point. <laughs> so, um, but uh, so like lastly on that on that point, um, like I've found that uh, you know. I think we've talked before on this podcast or like someone has about like making your bed when you first get up in the morning. Yeah. You mentioned right? that last time on your right? ridiculously so long. Uh, I leveled that up, man. Yeah. I leveled it up and now I clean the whole fucking house when I wake up, like <laughs> the whole thing. I clean the kitchen. I swiffer the floor cause we have like laminated concrete floors in our place. So I swiffer the floor. I do the dishes. I pick up any messes that we left around the night before. Um, if I have laundry to do, I'll do my laundry. Like, and I've found that like for me, cause my life is like super busy and there's things happening really fast and like a lot of different things in different areas that are happening, um, that I have to kind of keep up with and doing that makes me feel like I can create order from the chaos, Yeah, you know? And like, I've got control right away of my day because i'm like all right there's chaos here and now i'm gonna bring it into yeah. order i'm gonna yeah. bring it into my control and it's like it becomes like metaphorical for your day because i would otherwise if i got up a little bit later i would feel like um, i'm just perpetually behind all day yeah well know? dude you're really good at controlling what you can control like because there's a couple of things you can always control no matter how crazy life gets you can control what food you're putting in your body you can yep. control whether or not you're taking a little bit of time for yourself, whether that be like exercise or like reading a book or something like that. And then, yeah, you can control the little tiny things that take 15 minutes, you know, to clean. And, and I, yep. I think I told you the other day, but Lindsay and I did it yesterday too, where we just set a timer for 15 minutes. We're like, clean as much as you can. Ready, go. And we like high fived and they just <laughs> went around our house super quick. I mean, like you can control yeah. that. Fifteen minutes is no big deal in your day. It's true. So there's you know, really no like excuse to use thing, it. The biggest thing that you can control is just effort. Yeah. Like there's like there might be other factors that prevent you from being able to eat the right things. Like if you're in a place where you have to eat and there don't, there like you didn't pack your lunches or whatever it was, but you can always control effort. Like, all right, I'm gonna. Like I'm actually going to try as hard as I can to figure this thing out. And I'm yeah. not just going to like do enough. I'm not just going to do enough where I can credibly tell people around me that like I tried as hard as I can, but secretly in my mind somewhere, I know that I could have done more. Yeah, man. Well, it's the thing from you sports know? where it's like, leave it all on the field. No regrets or dude. I never did. Like, <laughs> I never did. And like, I regret to this day until <laughs> there you go. Until probably the last like four or five years where there was like a big dramatic shift in my brain, like as a man and really realized that like, I always, I definitely had more in the tank, like in sports yeah, all the time. Yeah. And like, but I always wanted to give enough so that I could credibly say like, and I think it was kind of down to like some sort of fear, right? Like some sort of fear that I wanted this thing so bad. I wanted everyone to know how bad that I wanted it. I wanted to like kind of be seen as someone that was going to get it but I was afraid of what would happen if I just wasn't good enough. And that was like the reason. So I needed, I needed some kind of excuse yeah. to like, well, had I had this opportunity or had I like not been injured or had I not whatever, like I would have had it. And, 
everybody knows. So like that makes it somehow okay. And that's just like so ridiculous. It is ridiculous, man. But that's common. I mean, it's common for like high school and college athletes, I'd say actually for a lot of people in general, I would say like you're afraid to give it all you can because what if that's not enough? And then that proves that it's not enough. And you're like, ah, crap. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm not like, and then it's some, some sort of weird crisis of confidence where you're like, I'm not enough or I'm not good enough or something like that. And yeah. it's just like, like if, if there's anyone who's had anything like any sort of similar circumstances to you that have made it to where you want to be, like that's all the proof there is that it's possible and everything else is just an excuse. Yeah, that's true. And also like, even if it wasn't enough, you know what I mean? Like even if you tried, gave it your absolute all and you weren't good enough, I guess just as an example to make it to the NFL, right? Uh But you gave it your absolute all. Don't you think you're coming away from that experience with some really good lessons and like some really good things you can apply to life? Yeah. Like if you actually knew that, like that you actually did it would be so much easier to sleep at night yeah yeah because like now there's no there's no question like no. okay i just i just wasn't given this gift to be a genetically engineered freak to be in the nfl yeah but like there there's no like you know what if scenario in your mind of of like if if i would have actually tried a little bit harder or Which... like stayed a little bit longer yeah, dude, to connect you know? it to our previous podcast, though, I mean, now I feel like you do have that mindset because, I mean, the last I episode you did 50 miles on no training. It's like, yeah, man, you definitely have your mindset has shifted and you oh, proved it to yourself. And I mean, I've seen it and granted, you know, back in high school and when you were playing football in college and doing MMA and stuff, I didn't know that was in your head of like, oh, I'm not doing it, like not doing my 100 yeah, percent. I don't even know that I. I, I don't even think you probably didn't consciously. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was somewhere like, I don't want to say it was completely subconscious, but it was like, I wouldn't even admitted it to myself. Yeah. Like I wouldn't have wanted to believe it, but looking back now, I know that that was the case. And I'm, and I just like, you know, there comes a point. Well, sometimes there, there doesn't come a point for some people, but for me anyway, like there definitely came a point where I was just like, all right, that was me then. And this is me now. And I don't care who sees me. Yeah. I don't care if anybody ever knows my name, but like, I am going to do this thing. Uh, like until I like keel over (laughs) and then like, I'm going to wake up at four 15, take a cold shower and do the damn thing again. Yeah. You know? And that like, it's so much easier to sleep at night knowing (laughs) that like that that's like, how much you've given to it. You hey, know? can I also point out when you wake up at four in the morning, it's way easier to sleep at night just because <laughs> you're really tired, man. I know like even, uh, even this weekend I took a nap and I was laying by Lindsay and she's like, you fell asleep immediately. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm just constantly ready to take a nap. So, <laughs> but yeah, dude, well, that's awesome, man. I'm going to, Hope people learn something from you and implement it because that's greater than learn plus learn plus learn. Dude, it's true. That's my big takeaway, so dude. That's awesome. Um, last question. Have you gone camping? Last time I brought up camping, you're pretty like pretty Have adamant. Camping? Well, you're pretty adamant that you'd never want to go camping ever. Yeah. 
I like. I don't think I have. I really don't think I have. Um, I like how you're putting this much effort into. I'm trying, really, trying to really think like, thinking. <laughs> it's like I'm trying to think if you're gonna trap me in a question or something. Like that. You know. I I am trying to trap you because I just wanted to like, you know, you're all about pushing your limits. I think we should uh-huh. go camping in the winter. Uh, uh well, I mean, here's the thing, like I want to go do the seven summits. Oh, there you go, man. So like I have to camp in the winter <laughs> at some point. All right, man. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the podcast and uh yeah, me me and you will talk soon. And then we'll have you back on the podcast at some point. Sweet. All right. Peace, brother. All right, right, bro. Bye. See ya. There you have it. That's Mr. Travis Steffen. Uh, We will definitely have him on the podcast in the future because he's fascinating. We're going to call out Travis Steffen right now to do a live in-studio recording because it's been too long since we have seen him. Oh, you mean oh, like you're in, you're inviting him to come to our house? Come to the Like a Bigfoot podcast a studio. That's how many guests we have at our house. We do have a lot of guests. But Travis um, is always welcome. What did you think about his equation? So I love the idea of um, his idea of learn plus implement is greater than learn plus learn plus learn plus learn because I've definitely fallen in the trap of you know having a bunch of I don't know self help help or like some sort of nonfiction book that I read, you know, and I've, I've read one and read one and read another one and another one, but I don't necessarily take those great ideas in it and actually implement them into my life. So what do you think about that? (laughs) No, I concur. I mean, you have to, I mean, you can read all the like self-help that you want or advice that you want, but until you try to apply it, you're not going to know if it works in your situation and it's okay if it doesn't. Cause then trying to think of what else you could add to the, I was when the, well, I did not do well in calculus, but I feel like I was good at balancing equations. So, like, if you learn to implement, but then you find that it doesn't work, then I guess it's still better than – I don't know. No, totally. It's good to find out if something doesn't work. I'm sure it's just – like, maybe not as beneficial as finding out something works, but, you know, you're eliminating that from your life, you know. And then rather than just reading – and I just feel like all day long, all we're doing is just – accumulating all of this information you know what i mean like you'll check your phone and all you're doing is getting information i'll be at the gym in the morning five in the morning and all the tvs are on there's like four different tvs and i have to kind of mentally tell myself don't look at those tvs because i don't need more information in especially at five in the morning i just want to like move my body and not think about anything yet you know what i mean and unless you actually take that stuff you're learning and put it to good use. What's the point of gaining all this information, right? Yeah. It's just wasted. Yeah. So I just think that's something really interesting to think about. I'll definitely be considering that, um, you know, over the next few weeks or a few months as I try to figure out what the heck my new goal is and, you know, what kind of objectives am I, am I pushing towards, you know, uh, Bruce Kittle, Reevaluating yeah. your goals and lists. Heck yeah, and I just don't I don't know what my goals are now, you know. I've done a lot of things I've wanted to do and now I have to actually take time paused away from I don't know, technology or distractions, paused away from distractions to really think about like what do I want to do and what's meaningful to me. 
mm-hmm. you know. So, anyways, <laughs> on to the next guest. Speaking of what's meaningful, Jason Suddeth, who uh, he did his own episode. You can check that out. Um, in that episode, he mostly talks about where he lost like 60 pounds in two months, which yeah. is awesome. So cool. And really kind of just turned it around and started kicking butt at being healthy. And uh, at the end of that episode, I planted the seed in his mind of running a 50K. And now he's doing it. He signed up. So, And then on the last Bigfoot sightings we did, we just chatted with him about how training's going and things like that. In this episode, we really kind of we more focus on specifics for his race day to get him ready so if you've never ran a 50k or an ultra marathon or any trail race uh you can kind of use this as a guide of what to expect when you show up at the start line what worries will you probably have and what kind of adversity should you be planning to face question yeah what's up is there like any sort of way to estimate how well you'll do in a trail race compared to a road race? Is there an equation for that? What do you mean like? Like say if you run a road marathon in three hours and 30 minutes, like is there a way to be like, well, you should expect to add this much time to a trail race or it just all depends on like elevation and Yeah, terrain? that's it's kind of what I like about trail races is it depends on the actual course, right? If there's a bunch of elevation, like I've done a 50K that took 10 hours because there's 12,000 feet of elevation. But then at the same time, I've done a 50K that took four hours and like 50 minutes. And I probably was in about the same shape for both of them. So it just depends on what the course is like. Is it going to rain that day? Because I just learned that a couple of weeks ago. Because I remember Wes <laughs> told me there's an equation to figure out like how like your marathon time how to figure out your half marathon time and it's like divided by two no <laughs> so oh, no, okay so it's your head so your marathon time based on your half marathon time is times two <laughs> it's times two plus 10 minutes oh for yeah for like the elite people and for the so whole that means it would have taken me six hours and 10 minutes <laughs> That's my that's my uh, marathon. Are you considering yourself elite? <laughs> I yep, that's right. <laughs> that's awesome. No, honestly, I, I think I only do downhill races. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do. We're gonna get her to sign up for an uphill. No. I'm gonna plant the seed uh-uh. soon. Um. All right. Well, let's get into it. And then, uh, like I said, there's gonna be one more guest after this. It's gonna be an extra long episode. You asked me earlier. Do you remember what you asked me? What is the theme? there mr ward she's like what's the theme like what's the connection between all these guests and i said besides awesome guys okay they're they are very cool um but i said fun all right guys um let's get let's get right into it this is jason suddeth about his journey to run his first 50k in a couple weeks super awesome All right, we have Jason Suddeth back on the show, and Jason has been so unbelievably kind and awesome, and he's been sharing his journey, um, and now he's two weeks out from running his first 50K. So yeah, I'm excited to, to hear all about it, and you know, we're going to kind of talk about what to expect on race day, I guess. Yeah. So what's up, man? You're married now. <laughs> I'm married. Yes, sir. She's she's keeping me straight. She's nice. making sure I run on on the daily, and then 
on the days that I don't run, she's making sure to attack my calves. And last night she did a nice, like, deep tissue massage, and I about jumped off the bed. That's Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> I may have said many, many words, and I may have squealed like a little girl. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, uh, is she going to be at the race? Have you guys decided that? Yes. Nice. She officially has the race day off. That's awesome, um, man. So and I officially she, have a crew. That's so cool. And like, actually, weirdly enough, to kind of connect it into the podcast is uh, she started working at the Brick, which was Adam's Adam Jones's store, which we talked about. Yeah, which is super cool. That's cool, man. Yeah. So she's gonna be there, and she's gonna be able to like ask Adam for all this advice and all this cool stuff for you. So exactly. Yeah. Well, I picked up some of what you call the electrolyte thingies yes and lights yes okay um and she and adam both agreed that you were exactly right that's what i needed to do yeah so i'm gonna test those out this weekend actually uh, yeah cool man so let's talk about that last week you texted me that you did 10 miles and you cramped up a whole bunch yep so about mile eight i think is when it really hit me um but like my lower calves and right above my knee, Ooh. I felt like somebody was stabbing me with in with like the knife in the knee. It was awful. I've yeah. never had cramps like that before. And I don't know if it's because I was just doing so much like elevation up and down stuff or what, but ugh. no thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so- and to give people perspective, you were running – at at the state park where you're gonna do your race yes yes i was so typically training run for me is um kind of around danville i'll do the kind of i've got a nice 12 mile route that i typically do um except for the last couple weeks because i've been getting married um that old and haven't really had time (laughs) (laughs) yeah so really i've been doing like four and five milers here lately which um i went out on my first 10 mile the other day actually through danville again and i was like oh this is easy nice the the 10 milers are kind of easy compared to what what was going on at the state park but yeah man well there's like extended climbs there where you're climbing for like a mile straight and that's really tough man because it's really hard to train for that um, unless you have it by you and the state park, it's a hanging, hanging rock state, state park. And it's like an hour and a half away from you or an hour away. So, yep. you know, like you can't train there all the time, so it's hard to get nope. used to, but yeah, I'm trying to, I'm debating on going back up there this upcoming weekend and doing almost the same thing I did just to kind of really get into that mountain feel and then take off the whole week after that (laughs) yeah man well that's probably a good idea because that way you can test out your new nutrition electrolyte plan and you know you'll be able to see like a really hopefully you'll be able to see a difference from last week and it'll be really obvious if you're doing the same exact route right exactly and then i I just want to make sure i have all my variables and the things everything's in the right in the right because last thing i want to do is drop out a race because my legs are cramping up. Yeah. That's just the pansy way out. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, hey, at one point they might be cramping up, <laughs> just to tell you. Because <laughs> I, I know. Well, <laughs> cramping up like the way they were cramping up the other day was. Yeah, totally different. More than I ever want to have again because yeah. it was it was dumb. Yeah. Well, what uh, yeah, what kind of like concerns or worries do you have going into the race? I know that you just kind of expressed a worry of that you haven't like had as hardcore of a training for the last couple of weeks. But honestly, I think that's probably a good thing. Um, as yeah. you're kind of winding down towards the race, you want to let off some of the miles and yeah. So yeah. what else, what else are you kind of concerned about? Um, so nutrition has been an issue, um, or a, a thought process. Cause up to this point, I mean, the longest run I've ever done ever was 22 and then the, that's almost long enough that you have to like start thinking about all the nutrition stuff and like really replenishing and all that. But that was on the street too. So that's yeah. kind of where my concern is, is street versus mountain. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Well, I guess my biggest tip because the street and like granted where you live is really hilly still, even on all the streets, but uh, biggest tip that you always hear from everybody is, um, like power hike the uphills and run the flats and downhills, you know, like if you get to a point where you're really breathing heavily running up a hill, you yeah. need to just stop and start walking instead of okay. running it. Um, because you know, you do that, you can do that in a six mile run. It's no problem. Like, you know, running the uphill, yeah, being out of breath, but as soon as you, throw in the ridiculous mileage that you're going to be doing that stuff adds up and like every little uphill you're running and you like using up all that kind of uh anaerobic Reserve. yeah anaerobic energy like it's gonna it's gonna definitely add up and maybe result in some some big adversity <laughs> right well I, i'm planning the adversity that's, yeah that's inevitable that's good <laughs> yeah at this point i have accepted the fact that this is gonna really really hurt and is that's about be, right it's gonna it's gonna be a, a learning experience and that's what i've been telling everybody it's like no i'm not ready but why sign up for a 10k and why sign up for a marathon when i actually think that i could run a marathon yeah yeah so, dude i love that mindset and you know <laughs> That is a that's a good good kind of way to go into the race because you gotta expect that there's gonna be obstacles. You gotta expect that you're gonna be pain. I don't think there's anything as anything I don't think there's ever been a pain free ultra run. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's and that's that's again, that's what I've been telling people is I don't wanna be like every other runner and say, Yeah, I ran a marathon. I wanna be able to say I'm an ultra runner. Yeah. I, I'm really into that ultra part. So <laughs> That's because it important. sounds cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well plus dude, I'm I'm excited and I'm curious to hear just how much you learn about yourself while you run the right. race. Because, you know, uh two weekends ago I ran my seventh official fifty K. And I was still learning things the whole time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, so that's cool, man. What uh, what else do you kind of? I don't know. Are you curious about how the race is gonna go? Like the starting, the um, you know, I should probably really sit down with the map and understand what I'm running. I feel yeah. like 
so in listening, like I listened to your podcast right before you did your your big one in the valley, um, which we Monument Valley. Yeah, yeah. So like how Brady like read all of the things and was knew everything about the map and stuff and did all that studying. I haven't. I mean, I felt like I re-listened to it and I was like, wow. He knows a lot about what he's about to run. I don't really want to know those details. I mean, yeah. I want to know that there's going to be a some water down the road. But other than that, it's like, I don't really want to know all those details. But should I know those details? I don't know, man. I kind of am of two mindsets there where if for me, I always go into any race. And especially if I'm not like trying to win and I'm just racing it, I just want to I don't really want to know all that stuff. I just want to go with the mindset of like, hey, I'm just going to keep going forward until somebody tells me to stop. (laughs) And that'll happen eventually. I don't know when. I don't know necessarily like what I should expect my time to be. Um, And I don't necessarily have... Speaking of times, I have something to insert there. Yeah, go for it. So I was doing a little, the little bit of research that I did do to know like how, what the cutoff time was, which uh-huh. is 12 hours. Okay. Um, I went on and I was looking at the course map and then it has previous course times. You didn't tell me you ran this race in five hours and 30 minutes. This was, it was the actually like place wise. It was the best place I ever got. Um, I think I got That's ninth. nuts. Yeah, man. And I got lost for a half an hour. <laughs> That's that's crazy pants, dude. Yeah, I was so I got to the end and I was looking around and some like probably three or four people that beat me I had passed earlier in the day, but I got lost and followed the wrong markings for a good half an hour. So that is that's well, and you know what's funny is with this race, this is a Hanging Rock to or Pilot Mountain to Hanging Rock 50k. I went in with the mindset of like, this is a training run for me because I was building up to my first 50 miler. And so I went in with that mindset and I was in really good shape at the time because I was training for the 50 miler, but I didn't really care what place I got or um, what time I got. I was just like, I need to get these miles in. And then as I started going, I just felt really, really good. Um, There's a point where you go up this horse trail for a mile and a half or so. And it's uphill that whole way. And I just remember running that part and I just felt great. And I got to the top where we started going downhill. And I'm yep. pretty sure I let out like a, yeah, whoa, one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. I don't, I don't ever do that. Well, okay. So here's a, here's a little tip <laughs> is find stuff like stupid stuff like that in the middle of the race to kind of like reward yourself and give yourself a little boost. Yeah. Cause you're going to need boosts yeah. every now and then, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, but for me, it's all about like, I'm just going to go until someone tells me to stop. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really look at the elevation profile, which is, you know, tells you where all the hills are basically. Um, okay. Though you should know for that race, the beginning is pretty flat for the first half. Not flat, but like it's definitely more gradual mm-hmm. up and downs. Um, and then sure. it's, it's going to be so pretty, dude. It's in the middle of fall oh, in yeah. North well, Carolina. So what, I've, what I've ran on the rocky, on the um, hanging rock side is gorgeous. But that's what kind of scares me, too. Like you were saying, is the beginning's flat. 
Yeah. The end is so rocky and so much uphill and like treacherous that it's like, what am I getting myself into? If I would burn my, myself on these flats, because I'm, I'm very much at the beginning going to want to like gun it, go as fast as I can. Yeah. And I'm going to have to definitely pull on the reins there and not that <laughs> at the beginning. Yeah. That's something so, you have to consciously. Yeah, I, I like what you're saying about. <clears throat> That's something you have to consciously tell yourself at the beginning because you'll see some people just start booking it and you just have to be like, no, man, I'm going to go my own pace. I need to go. You almost need to go slower than you think you should go. Like, you know what I mean? Because you go as you start running, you have this certain pace that you kind of fall into. um, And you just need to be like, I need to go slower than that pace even. Mm-hmm. Um, even if I feel amazing, cause you'll feel amazing. And especially taking a week off, you're going to feel like ready to go by that <laughs> point. <laughs> Take it on. <laughs> Take yeah. it on. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, yeah, but it makes a lot of sense. I appreciate that. Yeah. I wouldn't um, worry too much about the one thing I would look into every time. And I do this during the race, um, is just how much, how many miles are in between aid stations. So that's kind of the one statistic I do think about because I know if there's only four miles between aid stations, I can get by on like one thing of water. But if there's six or seven, then I'm probably going to need more than that. And I'm going to need more fuel. And I'm going to need like take take some extra food with me. So that's kind of like the one data piece I collect as I'm doing a race. Gotcha. So since you've already done this race, how – intensive are like the aid stations do you know like do you remember that what do you mean detail? intensive so like am i gonna this aid stations just got water but then they're talking about like full aid stations that are like gatorades and other like all like, dude it's gonna be like a full four course meal man <laughs> um, okay well i just i'm Don't, trying to remember i think the first one i went to just had water because it was only like two miles into the race sure um and it had some gels so when in doubt just grab some extra gels throw them in your pocket even though they're disgusting but it's better to have something just in case rather than to be like completely out um and then i always leave like an extra water bottle just i have a little vest so in the back the back part of it that i can't even reach i just leave one in there just in case and the, the race I just did, I didn't even, I didn't even get that out the whole race, but is there and like knowing, comfort. yeah, exactly, man. It's like a mental comfort. So knowing it's there. What are you running? The with? Yeah. I've got, um, a Nathan's pack. I just got from okay. Adam. He recommended it. Uh, but it's got the, it's front, um, two booby pockets with <laughs> eight ounces. And then I've got enough. I can, I mean, I've been running with a bladder, um, but since the aid stations are so frequent, I probably I'll just have the front pocket, the booby pockets, and leave the um, leave the bladder. Yeah, I would maybe just throw one like tiny water bottle in the back just mm-hmm. just for that just comfort piece. Yeah, because even some aid stations that's like four miles till the next, and you're like score four miles. But if it's really like straight uphill, it takes yeah, like, a bit longer, and you're like I didn't calculate that. <laughs> so. Yep. Say hey to Jorah. Hey Jorah, what's up, buddy? He's like, I'm the first dog. 
I'm making the first dog appearance on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I sat down after I I finished on the stove. No, that's cool, man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that's that was my one of my biggest questions is understanding like what's going to be at the aid stations and I definitely will look into how far between the aid stations. Yeah. Um Also, yeah, other than that, it's just kind of one of those Figure it out on the fly. <laughs> I, uh, if I remember that race correctly, you drive to the finish line, um, which is this cool place where they rent rafts and stuff and have beer yeah. on tap, which is awesome. Yeah, Dan River Company. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and then you get on a bus actually, and they drive the bus <laughs> over to the start. So, um, I guess the only thing with that is during the bus ride, it's hilarious because it's like nervous nervous laughter and yeah then as you're looking out the window you're like as you're driving for 30 minutes or so you're like i'm gonna have to run this whole way back <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty awesome so yeah sounds One, like a good time yeah dude well dude i'm so excited to hear about it honestly i was yeah. i had this like dream in my head and i'm not gonna be able to make it a reality but i was telling Lindsay, i'm like i wish i could just drive down there or fly down there and like be at the finish line, like holding the sign. Oh, that'd be sick. It's not gonna happen, but if you... I would probably, <laughs> I know that would be a, that would be an amazing thing. But, so yeah. when when you get to the finish line, I just want you to imagine that I'm there. You'll be hallucinating, I, obviously. So imagine I'm there I'll, holding the sign. <laughs> I'll I'll get your hologram and you'll be down there. Yes. Jason, you're my only hope kind of thing i'll be ready for it heck yeah dude well good luck yeah. man and no, I'm, I'm excited i'm stoked yeah well thank you for sharing and uh letting me talk your ear off for a second next time you're on we'll hear all from you <laughs> so. oh it's fine i i don't know I'm, I'm supposed to go to a 60th birthday party surprise thing like that night <laughs> so I, I've been telling everyone I may or may not be there. I, I may or know. may not be Depends walking. On how the race. <laughs> yes. And yeah. So it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm, like I said, excited, ready. I think I'm ready. Dude, you got it, man. I'm glad I have a wife now to take care of me after. <laughs> chocolate milk. <laughs> chocolate milk right when you finish the race. That's that's key. Vomit. Yeah. Well, dude, you got to like, you got to get some protein back in you. <laughs> sure. And then beer. Cool. Chocolate milk, beer, and then barbecue, and you'll be fine. And pizza. And, and pizza. all of the food. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. Well, good luck, cool. and we'll hear from you soon. Yes, sir. Bye. Appreciate you. Yep. All right, that wraps up the convo with Jason. Best of luck uh, during his 50K. That's the Pilot Mountain to Hanging Rock in North 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 Carolina. That's how I describe it. Northern North, North Central North Carolina, right? Yeah. That gets so confusing. Uh, anyways. It's not North South Carolina. That would, oh, <laughs> you, just, you just blew my mind. <laughs> uh, yeah, so best of luck. That's going to be in a week, uh, which is October 14th, and that's awesome, man. I love that race, and you're going to do great. You're going to be in a lot of pain, but you're going to love it. All right, Lance. I feel like this is the part of the podcast where on Netflix it would say, 
Are you still listening? Are you still watching? Are you still watching? watching? Like, yes, Netflix. I know, but you don't know me. Don't you feel guilty every time you click I yes? I do, and I feel like I'm being judged. I wish there were, I feel like I read somewhere that there's a way to turn that off. Well, do you think they're trying to be like, hey, guys, don't Same binge watch? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Because, like, but then no, you're like. I feel like they're just trying to see if there's somebody still in the room or, like, if you're still awake. Oh, well, you guys don't watch TV before bed. <laughs> But as you're binge watching, it's like, are you still watching? You're like, uh, I guess I am. Yes, I, I had full plans of watching the whole season today. <laughs> um, all right, so you're still listening. Uh, thank you guys for still listening. The next convo is going to be with Brady. I love Brady Manriquez. Um, once again, just like Jason, he's kind of taking this journey of rediscovering his health. And he came out to Colorado a few, probably like a month ago. And we just spent 48 hours. We lived it up. Yeah. For 48 hours, we did like everything. Chris you... did healthy things and I did unhealthy things. Yeah. We we had burritos and day drinks. It was fun. Yeah. But then we also did all sorts of fun mountain stuff. And Brady's going to talk to you about that. And the really cool thing to me is that a couple of years ago, he if we would have had him out, and we would be like, hey, we're going to climb this mountain. Like, I don't know if he would have been able to do it or if he would have been like super self-conscious the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So becoming healthy has kind of unlocked this ability for to, uh, this ability where he's able to have all these really cool adventures without like he didn't specifically train to climb a mountain. He was just in shape enough. Mm-hmm. And dude, he was like running up the mountain. Do you I remember know, that? He, like was making me look bad. Yeah, he was like sprinting he up there. like he was already acclimated. Yeah, he was good. He was kicking butt. So anyways, here's our conversation with Brady. Enjoy. Well, I'm here with Brady Manriquez because he came out to Colorado for like 48 hours and we jammed as much into that 48 hours as possible. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could call it the official Like a Bigfoot studio. Oh yeah, welcome to the Like a Bigfoot studio. It's It's official. There's no walls. <laughs> it's, it's, your back, it's your back porch. <laughs> There's a hose laying on the ground. How else can we describe this thing? This is a slack line. There's a, there is a slack over line. jagged rock. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you gotta have consequences for falling off <laughs> yeah, the slack line. Apparently. There's some aspen trees, right? It's pretty. Battle ropes, a grill. We got kettlebells. Some, some play doh. Some settlers of Catan from a windy night yesterday, <laughs> which all the cards blew everywhere. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man. So welcome. Yeah, welcome to the. Thank you for painting the picture of the studio. Mm-hmm. And of course, we have two kids going inside right now. It's a real family affair. Today. Yeah, yeah, man. So what? What'd you think? Did you like it? Yeah, Are you I, moving out here. Uh, yeah, you guys did a pretty good job of selling Colorado as a. I mean, it would be fun to live out here. It. Uh, I mean, everywhere I went, everyone is in shape. <laughs> like we hung out at Union Station, uh, Lindsay and I, and just like grabbed breakfast. And <laughs> I was like, "Where's the overweight people? <laughs> they don't exist here." Because everyone is like has an active lifestyle, and it's super easy to just hanging out at your place. We will, you'll have to fill in the gaps for me. Okay. So like the names of places, because I. Table Mountain. Yeah, so we went to North Table Mountain. North Table Mountain, which is that's kind of your everyday where you can go work out. It's like ten minutes from a house. Yeah, and it always starts with a crazy uphill. Yes, I was, everything does. That's the thing out here is like everything starts with a crazy uphill. It yeah. seems like, and that's a change of pace because I'm 
strictly road running in Chicago. Everything's flat. The only time I'm on a trail is like a weekend long run. If I get in that's, that's not every weekend, obviously. So it's pretty nice that you can get in a car and 10 to 15 minute drive. You're an awesome trail yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Man. it gives you calves. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like I was naming it in my mind. I was like, this is Build a Butt Mountain and Build a Butt Mountain and, and quad. Yeah, yeah, my quads. I didn't I, downhills are not a thing I'm used to. So tabletop mountain just for like a nice hike on Friday before we met some friends at a brewery, but then uh, Saturday morning, then early. That's another lesson learned from like the veteran is if you're going to go to these things, go in the morning. Cause you kind of want the isolation. You kind of right. want you. And there were still people up there. So we drove up to Loveland pass and yes. I, cause I wanted Brady to see some views in like, like a real mountain. mountains. And this was, you said, I mean, ultimately where we got to was around 13,000. Yeah. Like we, it was a 13. I don't know exactly how tall <sighs> it makes you want to do a 14 er if that's what that meant. Um, yeah, that was great. I was kind of waiting for, I was wondering if the altitude was going to be a factor. I don't think it was much of a factor. Like, yeah, I, I felt like I was holding up okay. Yeah, but I also was. You know, we we're going leisurely pace. We we're going relaxed and stopping to like look around. And that was my first time in the mountains. And you can kind of have your head down, just concentrating on just one step after the other. <laughs> but then when you do like, when you have to stop and breathe, and you just kind of look around, it was cool because you could hear a helicopter in the distance, and the helicopter's below us. Yeah, you know, going through the valley. Which, we saw this helicopter all morning, and I saw a rope underneath. I'm like, what is it holding up? You know, and then and you're speculating like, is it is it doing like little runs in case they have to like rescue people? Like, is it practicing rescuing? Yeah. And then we drove back down later, and it was right above us, holding a full tree. <laughs> yeah. Dangling. Over us, like the sword of Damocles. You know what that is? <laughs> no, I don't. You know what that is? <laughs> you have to, no, I don't. It's like where there's like a hanging sword over you, swaying back and forth, and like it's gonna fall at some point, and you don't know when. And it's the what's it from? I think it's from like Greek mythology, probably okay. with a name like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I know the I I know surface level information on so many topics. <laughs> I don't know, like. If it was a sci-fi movie that you're aware of that, like, or if it was, like, an Indiana Jones reference that I just am not aware of. You know, I'm pretty sure I know what it is because of the video game Tomb Raider. Okay. That's the only reason I know. <laughs> and I only know the name, and I'm like, I'm going to impress Brady with the name right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it was just holding this, like, a full evergreen tree. Yeah. It was an... It was... So I was If this would have flew right above us, I would have been terrified. It was impressive. It's kind of crazy that they were had that kind of control with a helicopter doing that I, I don't even understand tree removal with a helicopter hey man go go big or go home i guess yeah <laughs> uh it was cool climbing that mountain though just to get the different views to get like also we get the <laughs> the experience of um false summits and uh, we had this in monument valley we did a race in the desert and then climbing the mountain it's the same uh feeling like you're you're sense of distance and time is warped because something looks like that's a half mile away yeah that's a half mile easy walk and it's not it's yeah. just so far you see a peak in the distance and you're like we're gonna go there how that's gonna take forever but it's, and then you're like i don't know if those are big rocks on top or small ones you know yeah and it's on un- <sighs> uh, we did our hike with Lindsay and then our buddy sean who yeah. was on the podcast yeah what are the, uh, for he his was, first 14 yes right? and then he was on the last bigfoot sightings 
Yes. <laughs> uh, he he made the observation. It's like any pictures you take, it just, some of the pictures just don't do it justice. No. You know, it look at your old cell phone picture. It just isn't it, you, the vastness of it. You really need like a 360-degree quality lens you really need to just go up and you need to climb a mountain yeah. is what you need to do <laughs> uh, and it, it was funny too to get to so we had to do quite a bit of it was just like um a little bit rocky a little padded down you definitely had to go over some rockier areas and um do a lot of like long one-legged squats but eventually when we get up to the top just it's funny the small world the yeah. two two people that were up there they're taking a picture they had like this banner for a healthcare company that they work for, that want to take a picture at the top of the Which mountain. Which you and Sean both work in healthcare. Yeah, so yes. we're in healthcare. Like, oh, this is kind of a fun conversation. They happen to be these two guys from Iowa. Yeah, and they just we just happen to be four people from Iowa meeting them. It was just fun, small world stuff yeah. like that. It was cool. That's cool. There's a little like, um, a little bit of like. Uh, chipmunks and a little bit of wildlife. There's things that literally, what are they called? Pikas? Pikas or pikas? Pika? Pikas, pikas? They look like little Pikachus. <laughs> they look like little Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> there's, I, was, I thought maybe you'd see like birds of prey up there with all that going on, but not really. Um, it was creepy though, because if you got off the trail a little bit, you would start to hear a little buzzing or like humming or a rattle. It sounded like a rattle. Yeah. So, and there are snakes, so you. But you were you're pretty know convinced if it's like are that high. you think it's like locusts or something like yeah, that. Yeah, those are bugs. I don't think snakes go up that high because generally they don't like really cold oh, weather, which sure. happens up there every day, basically when yeah. it's not dark out. But well, then walking down, we pass a very manly guy. Oh yeah, on the way it's so we we got up there early in the morning, and then the experience of going downhill was a, a different thing. At a pole, which poles really save you. That was that was a good joint savers yeah if i'm ever gonna get serious about mountain climbing that's gonna be one of the investments i'll make but anyway on the way down where there's a you know we're passing people out that are on their way up the sun's starting to come up so the, the rest of the public is starting to join and you realize like good thing we got here when we did and by the way perfect weather the whole way up and like half the way down and there's another guy walking up solo and we get up to him and he's got a compound bow over his shoulder and all of his gear on. He's a hunter. It's day one of hunting season. And it was both deer and elk. Yeah. And did he talk about bighorn sheep or did he talk about just seeing bighorn he saw, sheep? He saw them. So he was like, yeah, I'm going to do this big loop. And he kind of like pointed where the loop was. And that had to have been at least 10 to 12 miles. Probably, yeah, easily. steep mountain terrain. He's like, I'm going to walk that and kind of scope out this valley this yeah. valley that we were kind of walking around and he said that there's trail cams that showed like 14 different bucks in the area like bull elks and yeah sheep and all that stuff. bull yes bulls that's what he said i forget the terms but you know we just as we're walking away you kind of realize like the logistics of that so he shoot so one how the heck are you gonna get close enough or sneak up on an animal with a to get close enough with a bow to actually be deadly and then two if you're successful what next? <laughs> yeah. How are you going to hike out like 300 or 200 to 300 pounds of meat? And that's not easy hiking. That's no. that's like, no. yeah, the, the thought of what he would have to do if he's actually successful in the hunt was, it made you feel pretty wimpy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. I was like, Lindsay, I wouldn't have been surprised if you just left me, <laughs> that guy right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, dude, so that was a great day. But then going down to, it was, the wind started to pick up yeah. and it did the realization did set in a little bit of like how quickly weather changes and because we're so exposed and above a tree line, weather can be 
Uh, if it was cold and windy the whole time, that could have been a miserable experience. It was experience. windy on the way down. Yeah, but it was it was yeah. all enjoyable and cool. Yeah, and then we got home and uh, spent all day playing Settlers of Catan, <laughs> and uh, and um, we were so pumped for the Conor McGregor uh, Floyd Mayweather yeah. fight. Yeah. And then about an hour before the fight was going to happen, oh boy, the UFC app died for everybody in America. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That was a bit of a panic. We're in desperation mode, and it, it really frustrating. We're trying to figure out how just technology was failing on us. And we felt like old men, like, back, you remember when TV used to yeah. just work? Remember when you just had TV and you didn't have to stream anything? Yeah. And rely on the internet? And, yeah, it never worked. So we made a second uh, $100 purchase <laughs> <laughs> with the Showtime app. And then we couldn't get it on the TV, so we all huddled, like, seven people, six or seven people, huddled around a phone. And the, the elbow of a big couch, we're huddled around one person holding a phone sideways, which, honestly, you're going to look it was back. Funny. It's going to be funny. Yeah, it was <laughs> a good experience. <laughs> but you were just frustrated. <laughs> For you're about like, an hour and a half, I just stopped talking to everybody <laughs> while I was trying to figure it out. You went and got, like, a bunch of cookies. You're like, I'm going to stress eat now. <laughs> yeah, I ate so many cookies. And then the cookies were done. And then Lindsay had about, you know, like a quarter pound of cookie dough. And I'm like, nope, going for the cookie dough. <laughs> just stress eating my feelings away. Oh, Because I was so frustrated. Well, we, we earned that, the cookies and... uh we earned the cookie we though, did with that cookies. with that work. Yes. This morning though, we got it. But then, so then we watched the fight, and then we oh, went yes. to bed super late, and then we woke up really early because Brady has to be in on flight in about. We're leaving like a half an hour, or so yeah. I'm like, we have to get a run in. The yes, yeah, so we ended up going to fill in the blank from you here. Um, it was called Beaver Brook Trail, and if you guys are out in like Golden, Colorado, mm-hmm. or like Denver area, this is an amazing trail that's right by the city mm-hmm. like you don't have to drive very far to earn it it's great we've got it was a lot i don't i don't even know if it was a lot there's just it's very rocky you definitely had to like walk up and over a bunch of rocks and then you get a little bit of a some trails mostly going downhill but it was an out and back so we knew as as the further and further we went that it was a downhill the return trip was all going to be an uphill yeah but it was great because so you kind of like cool, snaked man. in and out of this um, along the, the edge of this mountain in, in and around these different little canyons. And you kind of look over and see these rock cliffs that you're like, oh, if I keep going, that I know what I'm going to be getting into. Yeah. But then every now and then I'm just looking down trying not to trip over roots. Because and, like, if you rocks. trip, it's like a legit drop off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely were on the edge. But then every now and then it would just kind of open up and you're like, there's the sunrise hitting the the hillside across the, yeah, the valley and it, i mean you can't really there's no substitute for that yeah it was awesome <laughs> um, it's a great way to start a sunday morning workout oh yeah and then be done by like eight o'clock mm-hmm. it's like, oh now i'm ready for my weekend and yeah yeah dude it was i i realized this though and i realized this when i took sean up buffalo mountain too mm-hmm. if i'm doing it by myself i don't realize how sketchy things are right, right. but then as soon as i bring someone else and i'm trying to like i'm very empathetic so i'm Feeling. Well, you hear in the background me going like, oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa. Like, all, there's, like, like, sound effects behind oh, you. Oh, like, I knew there were some parts last week when I ran this that was a little, like, oh, you have to climb this part. You have to climb these rocks for a second. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I forgot how much of this is just on the edge of a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> it really was the entire way. But it was it never felt, like, sketchy. We did we did get a chance to, like, climb up some rocks at the turnaround point. We did see a, a bull elk 
like across awesome. the way. That was very that was cool. unexpected because I planned this weekend out for you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I gotta take him here, gotta take him here, gotta take him here. We gotta eat this, yeah, gotta eat this. Oh my gosh, and the I, food and the and the hiking was both like top notch. Yeah, but I didn't expect animals. I didn't have that in because how can you plan for like you said you have to go to like Estes Park where they're all just kind of sitting next well, to the you road. You know you would see elk there, yeah. but I didn't have any of that planned in, and we saw a bunch of elk this yeah. weekend. So. Unexpected wildlife was cool. It was cool, man. I gotta say to the. I had I was checking scrolling through I opened up Facebook on my phone today and I have a little time hop from like family pictures from two years ago which was kind of like motivation for me to get a little healthier and I told you and just the observation of it it feels so good to just be able to like hang with you on a six mile run where that was impossible slash that's not a normal run it's like a hike yeah run weird combo mountain thing just to be active to be able to like hang and that is a part of the day and not like a all right now i need three days to recover it's like i can absorb that workout it it feels pretty damn good that's good man well i remember so we did your first mountain which was mount pisgah in Asheville, and like what weight were you at then oh god that was probably like 270 265 yeah. so in no shape i was doing a little bit of walking was it no in no way was i like and prepared and the whole way we're kind of like cheer cheering you on like cheerleading like hey brady like you're almost there man you got like you're almost there was the <laughs> mantra that was such a lie it's like you got 100 more steps dude you'll be there in 100 steps you get through those 100 steps we're like 50 more steps we mean <laughs> yeah and you know from going from that to seeing you yesterday morning climbing a mountain at Twelve thousand feet. Yeah, and you're ahead of everybody, just like mountain goatee. I'm like, dude, Brady's in good shape, man. I felt, I felt well conditioned. Like I felt in good, like I felt strong. I the altitude didn't set in. Yeah, it was it was cool. I mean, there was a little bit of like a little lightheaded. This is a little different. <laughs> yeah, man. But, but but from seeing that two years ago to seeing what you did yesterday, I was like, there, right there for me. As like a spectator, mm-hmm. a Brady Manriquez spectator. <laughs> hey, you don't have to pay anything for the Brady Manriquez pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I, you know, I, so for me, corny. for me, I was like, "There's my marker." Like I saw him hiking two years ago up a smaller mountain mm-hmm. on the East Coast, and then seeing him hike up a bigger mountain here. Yeah. After getting in shape, I was like, just, "Oh yeah, there you go." Just the cardio side of it, the conditioning side of it. Like, I'm. Right now, I'm I'm been more focused on like strength and weightlifting and kind of all around getting everything involved and tone the running down a little bit, but yeah. like try to maintain a base and yeah, it felt strong coming out here this time. Like, well, like being able to do stuff like this because mm-hmm. you want to travel and you want to be able to experience everything you possibly could. Like if yeah. I was like if I threw at you like, hey man, we're going on a bike ride, you'd be like, okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't be any worries like, oh, man, I don't know. Like, I couldn't help but be like, hey, there's going to be some of these uphills or whatever I might need. I might not be able to hang with you step for step, but, I mean, that's, that's – it was yeah. everything was cool. It was awesome, man. Well, let's get you on that plane. Yeah, it was cool to have a little quick – was a little 20-minute – Bigfoot sighting. Bigfoot sighting. Oh, there's Brady. <laughs> Holy crap. All right, man. Uh, we'll get back at you later. All right. Thanks, Chris. It's weird saying this when you're right in front of me and i'm like hey we'll see you later yeah well. and i'm like i'm about to push stop but i'm gonna <laughs> you see really, you still you're really breaking the fourth wall right now man. i know I am. <laughs> i'm just letting people know the weirdness of this your self-awareness yeah because on- i want them in the studio of like oh yeah that would be weird like it's not like i'm hanging up on you 
I'm going to be like, hey, you're, Brady. You're, just, you're literally kicking, hey, me, you're kicking me out of your house. We'll like. see you later. <laughs> Stop. And I'll look at you and be like, that went well. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, see you later, everybody. Yep, see ya. That went well. <laughs> that went pretty well. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the podcast this week. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. I mean, for me, the Bigfoot sightings, I get to kind of cheat because it's when I'm talking with people that I'm already comfortable with. And in this case, I'm talking to three of the nicest, coolest guys, uh, some of my best friends in the whole wide world. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. I hope you guys found something to pull away from it. I know it was kind of a, sh- a smor- smorgas or smorgas. Smorgasbord. It's, there's a C-H. It's like a S-C-H. Schmor. Okay, so I I hope you guys enjoyed the smorgas smorgas. No, there's not smorgas board. It's not smorgas smorgas. <laughs> All right, I hope you guys enjoyed the conglomeration. Sh- the conglomeration. <laughs> this is called teaching Chris new words. What are these words? Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the conglom. Oh goddamn it! <laughs> it's been a long one, guys. Uh, compilation. I hope you guys enjoyed the compilation. Of the variety of topics that we talked about on the podcast today, uh, I really do hope you pull something from it that's beneficial to your life. That's what I feel every week. I want you guys to take something away from this because I take so much away from talking to these guys. And it's funny because even like this week's guests are all super good friends of mine and I'm still taking away all these amazing life tips that hopefully, like Travis said earlier in the show, I can actually implement them now that I learned them. So uh, hope you guys are learning stuff from the podcast. And then your homework is to go out there and implement it, right? Implement it in your own life. Mr. Ward's homework. Oh, dude, I am a teacher. We could do Mr. Ward's homework every week. Mm -hmm. Mr. Ward's homework this week is like write Travis Steffen's equation somewhere in your house and really keep it in mind as you're going about your week and you're learning all sorts of new stuff and, and then implementing that stuff well and then you that's yeah it's a process so yeah definitely implement some stuff and uh hopefully your life's awesome i don't know you guys rock <laughs> she just she just gave me the signal to stop the podcast cut she said cut um before we cut though Please, guys, if you have a a few minutes, go on iTunes. Give us a review. That would rock. That would help us out. And if this is your first Like a Bigfoot episode, make sure you guys go back and listen. Check out the library. We got a whole bunch. This is number 61. We have 60 other episodes of crazy adventure stories, inspirational guests, you know, everything you can think of. It's been great. What's your favorite episode, Luke? I really like Cameron's or the Burpee record. He, Cameron Dorn. Yeah, maybe because uh, there's a Southern accent that just made me kind of miss living in the South. And he's just a uh, freak of nature, and he's mm-hmm. awesome. So but I mean, everybody's everybody's good. I, I like, would say it's not well. I like the people that I know because then I can like imagine them talking with it. But then I like to hear the people that I've never even met in person that I kind of feel like I know now after listening to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, guys, we're gonna wrap it up. Have a good week, and uh, we'll get back to you next week with another show.